Welcome back to Ritual Pie. I thought it'd be a good idea since it's the first real episode to do a little bit of an introduction. Who am I? What's my journey been? How did I get here? So, as far back as I can remember, I've been in love with computers, um, specifically trying to make them do what I want them to do. I remember as a kid, my dad had bought a PC. Honestly, can't remember what kind at this point. Uh, and I remember going through an MS-DOS for Dummies book, just reading the lessons and typing it into the prompt and seeing what would happen. Uh, and there was a powerful lesson there in that uh, one of the prompts was effectively telling you, like, format your C drive. Uh, and as a... I was probably no more than eight or nine. Eight or nine-year-old, I read it, and I said, okay, format C. To the computer's credit, it actually asked me if I was sure I wanted to do that, uh, and I saw no reason to believe that I shouldn't, so I said, yeah, hell yeah, format that. Uh, and so it did, and obviously crashed the computer, everything wiped out. If I remember correctly, my dad had to, this is the time when he couldn't just fix things over the internet, so we had to actually like call up someone and send away for recovery diskettes, and about a week or so later, a package of like 11 three-and-a-half-inch floppy disks, or three-and-a-half-inch disks come in the mail, and you had to load them up one by one, and it basically recovered you to like factory settings. Um, and so it became very clear that, uh, yes, you can tell the computer what to do, but it's all, it's not intelligent in any way. It's listening to what you say, and if you say format the C drive, uh, and you, you know, you're sure enough, it's going to do it. So, fast forward from there, um, in high school I started taking some computer science or computer programming classes. Uh, I think it started in basic, and then moved to C++. Um, and somewhere along the way, I had an assignment where we had to basically write about what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I remember picking computer programmer. Uh, I even remember doing some research on it and coming to the conclusion that I would study computer programming at Syracuse University. Probably because in whatever research I was doing, it said that they had a program for that, you know, a degree that maps to computer programming. Uh, fast forward to college, none of that played out. Did not go to Syracuse, did not study computer programming. I went to Penn State, thinking that I was going to go for chemical engineering. I got to Calculus 2 and said, uh, no thanks. Not, not what I want to do. So uh, all my friends were taking sort of intro to business courses, you know, accounting, um, marketing, you know, all the sort of intro 101s, um, and I took accounting and got, you know, a decent grade, whatever it was, an A, B plus, and I remember the school writing a letter and saying, like, hey, you should consider this as a major, and I said, uh, I will, I will consider this as a major, and I did, and I, I became an accounting major, uh, minoring in Spanish, um, but even then, along the way, as part of the business curriculum, we had to take computer science. 
And I remember spending hours in the computer lab, which, you know, dates me a little bit. That's what you used to do. You go to the computer lab and do this stuff because not everyone had a computer in their room or you needed certain programs that you had to pay for. So I ran to the computer lab and I'd spend hours there doing Visual Basic. Um, and just the, the process, the problem solving, the, you know, flexing your, your mental abilities to try to solve a problem, whether it be creating something, a program that did something, or just exploring it, um, captivated me. Like, it's fascinating. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't, I didn't take that fascination and do anything with it. I stayed as an accounting major, um, and it was just sort of this interest in the background. So then I graduated, um, went to work in accounting. Even then, along the way, you start to learn things that, you know, accounting majors, we spend a ton of time in, in Excel. When I first started using Excel, I used it, you know, almost as a, glorified calculator or, or even a word processor. Right? It was just sort of something you would type into to display what you needed. But if you really start to understand Excel, there is a programmer's mentality there. There's logic, there's variables, there's, um, you know, you can, you can get specifically get into VBA, which is a programming language, but just the mentality of understanding how to do things and how to make them repeatable. It's it's very similar to what you see in programming. So all along the way while you know pursuing my accounting degree or my accounting career, I was dabbling. You know, spent a little bit of time learning Ruby, spent a little bit of time learning uh, JavaScript. Um, and more recently Obviously, I've been spending time learning Python. The tricky part for me has been the use cases. If, you know, if you go through an online tutorial, they give you a very contained problem. You know, um, take this string and pull out all the vowels, which, you know, it's a good way to learn the methods that are available, the things that you can do. But it's an almost useless skill. <laughs> you know, yeah, okay, I can pull out all the vowels from the stream. Why would I want to do that? You know, I'm sure there are use cases out there where you would do that, but in my day to day job, it's not something that I find valuable. You know, the the real the real reason that so many people use Excel and especially in accounting and finance is there are very real applicable use cases. Uh, in your day-to-day -day job, you know, create a financial statement, create a financial model, um, calculate a loan payment, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. The things that we do on a normal basis are made easier, faster, more accurate by using Excel. And the hard part that I've found is translating that into Python. The closest that I've seen is with NumPy and Pandas because it's very much data driven. It's it even, you know, with the data frames, it even mimics 
um, a spreadsheet in a way, right? You've got your columns, you've got your rows, um, you've got functions you can perform on it. it. It's actually very similar. So that's that's one area in which I'm finding success in having sort of direct use cases and applicability to my day-to-day job. So how have I been going about doing that? How have I tried to learn new things and, and apply it to my day-to-day? Well, I think like a lot of people, I spend an inordinate amount of time um, purchasing books, purchasing courses, following tutorials, because there's this, at least for me, assumption that, well, if I follow this at the end of it, I will be, I will have that skill. Like, you know, almost like the scene in the Matrix where they, you know, download into his brain, I know Kung Fu. You know, it's like, I know Python now. Uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way, or at least not in my experience. It's, it's a lot more work than that. It's not just downloaded into your brain. You've got to really internalize it, understand the logic. Um, some of the best learning that I've done with Python and programming in general is has there's almost no code in it. There's no functions. There's no whatever. It's it's the thought process. Um, some people call it like computational thinking uh, or algorithmic thinking. It's it's really more problem solving. How do you go about understanding what you're actually trying to do? What problem are you trying to solve? Why is it a problem? Can it actually be done with a computer? Um, are there, can you break it down into smaller chunks? Can you abstract stuff away? Um, and then how do you think about solving those sub-problems, right? And you can do that. You don't need to know Python to do that or any programming language. You can do that in just plain English. Some people call it pseudocode, where you'll literally just write statements in English. Um, you know, sort the data by this column, uh, remove anything below this value, whatever. You know, add a new column that multiplies that column by two, Literally just in English. What is it that I want to do? And if you can do that effectively in English or pseudocode, it's not nearly as hard to then convert that into the programming language that you're working in. You'll still have to look stuff up, you know, Stack Overflow and, uh, you know, Real Python and all these different resources. But you now know what you're trying to do. You know exactly how to do it. And there are probably a handful of different ways to go about it, but you don't have to be solving the problem of trying to figure out what you're doing while figuring out how to do it. Just, it, you know, it makes it simpler, or at least it has for me. And so I'm still on that journey, right? I, this, Making this podcast is not because I've come to the top of some mountain and I'm, uh, you know, a programming guru. Far, far, far from. Uh, for me, this is just as much about learning 
as it is with sharing anything. It's it's more so a way to force me to um, learn in a more structured way and share what I'm learning. And it'll be just as much you'll see as we as we continue on and we talk to more experienced programmers. It'll be just as much about learning for me in this as it is about quote unquote teaching anything. So to me, this is a journey. Um, I'm glad you're here to sort of follow along with me, and I look forward to um, you know learning together. Until next time.